The Pin Drop podcast brings you the most intrepid chat on the pod sphere. Interesting people sharing their personal formula for success, stories of personal growth, people confessing their fears and what they have learned from going to the edge. Hosted by me, Vicky Anstey, founder of We Are Intrepid. We Are Intrepid is a personal growth philosophy and an adventure experience company. Our sole purpose is to show you how to experience the truly life-enhancing effects of advantage through adversity, to understand how our fears and emotions work, and how to unlock the huge potential we all have to lead a more fulfilling and rewarding life. And maybe for you, that starts with listening to this. This is a very special episode of the Pin Drop Pod. I'm here at the London Podcast Show and I was lucky enough to snag a recording booth for an hour at the last minute through a competition. So unfortunately that meant it was a bit too late for me to find a guest. So you're going to be stuck with me for this one. But I thought it could be the perfect opportunity to deep dive into some of my philosophies on life, share some thinking that I've been doing lately some updates on some of the projects that I have in the pipeline for the coming months. And full disclosure, I've been navigating more of the downs than the ups of life lately. All the while, of course, forging on and projecting an image of strength and togetherness to the world. The good news is that I'm coming out the other side and of course, none of it was life-threatening, but this episode might end up being a bit of a window into my heart and soul. If I may, I'm going to use this solo recording as a metaphor for my own empowerment moving forwards. So yes, it's going to get a bit vulnerable, but that's okay. Because as the great Brené Brown says, the more we protect ourselves from vulnerability, the more we grow fearful and disconnected. So in a bid to practice what I preach about fear, and because building strong connections, not just with others, but with yourself, is really at the heart of my next big project. Here goes. And if you know my story, or you've ever seen or heard my keynotes, you might be familiar with my five key takeaways, the central tenets that I stand behind. I'll recap these in case you haven't heard them. Firstly, I'm a huge advocate of the fact that it is never too late to start. If you want to change any aspect of your life, your career path, maybe learn a new language or take up the ukulele, the only barrier to that is the one that you impose on yourself. So dare to tell the truth about who you are and what you want, and then go and get it. Secondly, I speak a lot about fear and the fact that I see fear as an opportunity in disguise. I've faced a lot of fears in my life, and whether that's been about leaving a destructive relationship, confronting deep open water, getting intolerably cold, speaking in front of large audiences, I've realized that those things are not my fears. They're my doors to a better life. Thirdly, I've learned the hard way to ask difficult questions of myself and others, to look for the hard stuff because it's out there looking for you. And to ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Why does this matter to me or to us? What if we fail? It's exposing as hell, but opening ourselves up to the worst can only ever bring out the best in us. 
and certainly in team environments, failing to ask those difficult questions of yourself and each other will never lead to successful outcomes. I always say it's far better to have those difficult conversations on dry land than in the middle of an ocean. Number four, trust yourself and your capabilities. We all have so much more in us than we think. And I often refer to the Navy SEALs 40% rule that when you think you've reached your limit, you still have 60% left. So remember that the brain's main function is survival. And I heard a brilliant analogy a long time ago that our brains are like paranoid babysitters for our bodies. So if you want to really discover your true potential, you've got to override that immediate instinct to quit when things get uncomfortable. And finally, my fifth key takeaway is to always remember the last of the human freedoms, the ability to choose. And we have Viktor Frankl to thank for this statement that the only thing you can truly control in this life is your attitude in response to the circumstances that you're in. So when you automatically want to put up your barriers, as we often all do, get defensive or shut down your emotions, remember that your vulnerability is your strength and that being able to manage your emotions will, in my view, get you through nearly any hardship. And you might think that the hardest thing I've ever done is to row across an ocean, to endure SAS interrogation or to survive in the Arctic, but you would be very wrong. The hardest things I've endured are difficult relationships with others. Feeling unloved and misunderstood growing up, allowing myself to be defined by the limiting narrative of my ex-husband for 20 years, jumping right out of the fire and into the frying pan to spend 60 days at sea with two women who isolated me in subtle but very profound ways. Then most recently, having my heart and my body mended and then broken by the same man who celebrated and protected me while he lied and cheated behind my back. So recently, I've been exploring the idea that other people are just like the weather. And this is the first time that I've really taken this off the page and talked openly about it, so bear with me. This is the idea that if you can discover your true inner strength, accept that the most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself, then navigating your way through all the relationships that life de delivers in all their many colors may just bring less friction. Because some people may come along in this life and shine their light on you, which is a wonderful thing. While others may bring dark clouds that break over you when you least expect it. And we can and we should learn a lesson from each and every encounter, but with an unshakable sense of self, we just don't need to let them affect the essence of who we are and the trajectory of life that we may be on. And this won't be bulletproof. We're not invincible. But this idea might just serve you at a time when you need it the most. And as much as we may not want to hear it, in essence, we are always alone. No one else experiences the world in the way that we do. And it is down to us to draw on our inner resources, whether we're alone 
in a close relationship or a team. To discover that when you feel completely alone, that you have nothing else, you can rely on yourself, is the absolute goal. What a gift that you already have inside you what you need, not just to survive, but to thrive. And it may be that the most important relationship we will ever have is with ourselves, but it's also the hardest relationship we will ever have. And to be truly authentic in pursuit of that, as we must be, will inevitably expose our vulnerabilities, cause us to question relationships and to confront our fears. But if we're ready to find out who we truly are, to resolve all those internal conflicts, to go to the edge of where we think our capabilities are, then we will see where true comfort lies. And a quote that I often come back to by T.S. Eliot is, only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far they can go. And there's a health warning here. Pushing your limits and exploring your authentic selves may even cause you to identify a story you've been told about who you are that may not be true. It may prompt you to ask if this is the life that you really want. Embrace yourself for this. If you want to be more comfortable in life, you're gonna to have to get uncomfortable first. Rowing the Pacific taught me that you can become utterly isolated in the closest, most confined imaginable, uh, environment imaginable. It also taught me that I can get through anything if I can trust the power of my mind, trust the process, and trust myself. It also taught me to never stop believing in my power or taking back my power that there is a very fine line between fending for yourself without isolating yourself. And self-reliance doesn't and shouldn't preclude interaction with others. Because while life might be the adventure of you being you without the need for others, simply being alone tests nothing. So community is vital, not just for our mental health, but for our fundamental existence. But those healthy relationships only truly exist if first you know and believe in yourself. Rowing the Pacific taught me that true strength is being vulnerable without being a victim. So I guess this concept is about self-discovery the hard way. It's knowing that life is actually more comfortable on the other side of discomfort, whatever form that takes. And I'm not just speaking about physical discomfort here. So it's about having belief in the self, its value, its importance and its power. It's accepting that life is hard, but that relationships are harder. So what I've been working on is a guide for how to become yourself, how to take care of yourself, how to orientate your life and make a home in your own skin because in the end, only we can be in the driving seat of our own lives. If we can identify and walk into our fears, we'll find so much more comfort, peace, ease, fulfillment and strength than we ever will by shrinking away from them. And that's really what lies at the heart of this podcast. <laughs>
and its intended support for We Are Intrepid, a community, a philosophy, and a provider of the life-altering trips that we take people on. We're experiencing the life-enhancing benefits of a major expedition in a single super-concentrated dose can be available to anyone. Because it's a myth that we should create a life of comfort by protecting ourselves from harm, hardship, and the impact of other people and their behaviors on our lives. Adversity is an inevitability in life. So let's take back the control and build resilience to prepare for those obstacles. I wonder if you, like me, were perhaps given a label from childhood. But who's to say that that label is the truest reflection of who we really are? Perhaps it was designed more to suit their needs than our own. And only having that clear sense of self will allow you to choose your own label, not have it imposed by others. It will allow you to look beyond what you know to find a whole new world of opportunity, possibility and reward. And perhaps we never really discover who we are. Maybe that is what life is all about. But if we're ready to tear off that label, take risks, live a bigger life than the one we think we're entitled to, Perhaps we'll be freed to explore and even exploit our true potential. So in this guide that I've been working on, I've identified 10 lessons and every one of them is backed up and explained by an example of my life and my lived experiences so far. And I'm excited to develop and share this work with you. In fact, this work has been put to the test in a really big way for me recently. Just when I thought I'd navigated through the worst of it and was finally truly thriving, ready to share the secrets to a happy life, I discovered that the happy, committed relationship I thought I was in was actually a lie. It's also the reason why this podcast began as a joint project and is now a solo flight. I haven't open, openly spoken about this until now, but I wrote a piece a couple of days ago that really helped me to work out where I am right now, trying to move forwards from that breakup and the hurt and betrayal that it brought. By bringing my thoughts back to who I am, what I stand for, and reminding myself that other people are just like the weather. And the Stoics wrote a lot about reframing adversity. It's not a new concept. They had this idea of turning the obstacle upside down as a means to train their perception and bolster their resilience for harder times. So I've been trying to rationalize the role that this person played in my life and the gift of learning that I could take from it in order to do the hardest thing of all, which is to move on and let go. It's about changing the narrative, not the facts, but so that I can stop re-traumatizing myself with the pain and the heartache and if you are or have been in a similar situation yourself, maybe this will help you too. It's time to tell a different story. It's hard to be deeply betrayed and hurt so badly by the very person who offered me a hand out of my old self and across the bridge to my potential. He was the bridge and the betrayer. But perhaps that was the gift he gave me he knew I'd got there and he was redundant. 
Now it's time for me to believe in myself. I've made it to the other side, discovered who I am and who I have the potential to become. I don't need a bridge now. I just need my own two feet. Now I get to stand on the other side of the bridge and fart into the abyss. He's forcing me to be there for me, which is the greatest gift of all, because no one can love you any more than you can love yourself. And it's hard to trust your heart when it's been wounded, when you feel let down by it, but your heart is there only to beat for you. Your body and your mind want you to survive. So listen to the beats and let them drown out the voices. Perhaps he was just meant to be a lover and nothing more. Maybe the relationship I so desperately wanted was meant to be with myself. I was his greatest project, but he's put himself out of a job. Perhaps he didn't know who to be to me once I had reclaimed my power. Perhaps he knew deep down he wasn't the person to take me to the places I have yet to explore. And what if this wasn't even about me? Him cheating on me was about him. It was about him walking his path. And that path must be walked without me. But the fear of being alone is all-consuming. I feel caught in limbo with no umbilical attachment either to my parents or to my own unwanted children. Who am I and what am I here for? What do I do with all the love I had for him, for them? But closure can only come from me understanding what and who he was meant to be in my life, defining his context, what he represented at the time he came into my life. Because the truth is, relationships are like mirrors. They reflect where we are in life, the progress we've made, the strength we hold, but they also reflect unresolved trauma, inadequacies, and our self-worth. We get what we're missing, what we need, but then we may heal and change and grow and they may not. The pieces may not fit together anymore. My missing piece has been found. And now there's something more important than the fear of being alone, because the biggest fear of all is leaving your own potential unexplored. Taking on a life of growth is a curse and a blessing. This shit comes with the territory. And yes, repeated patterns necessitate self-reflection and accountability, but having clarity on what is not your responsibility is also vital. Or you get lost in self-blame, implicating yourself in things that are not true and can be misleading for your growth. So it's time to pick myself up, dust myself off, and create momentum again, to find my next adventure, to navigate my next difficult conversation, to discover voids I didn't know existed, to sit with them for a while, and then to fill them, to expand my story, to understand why I'm here, and to learn to love myself just a little bit more. 
I've learnt not that any of my achievements lie in being physically capable of great things. That's just the conduit. I've learnt that writing my own label, making vulnerability my strength, managing my emotions and trusting in the lessons that adversity delivers will take me to a whole new tier of comfort and contentment in life. I love telling my story, the good and the bad, and sometimes the very ugly. And I hope that by doing that, it may encourage others to reframe the choices they have in their lives, to lean towards, not away from their fears and vulnerabilities. Knowing that this is what ultimately makes us stronger, it creates the most meaningful relationships, allows us to live our most authentic lives free of the friction that comes from fear or pretense. And I hope most of all that my story and my perspective may help us all to see that the things that at times seem like barriers can, in fact, be doors to a far richer life. The Pin Drop podcast brings you the most intrepid chat on the pod sphere. Interesting people sharing their personal formula for success, stories of personal growth, people confessing their fears and what they have learned from going to the edge. Hosted by me, Vicky Anstey, founder of We Are Intrepid.